Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1. And he saith unto me, Son of man, that which thou findest, eat. Eat this roll, and go, speak unto the house of Israel. The Lord is telling Ezekiel to consume the words of God, and then to go to the Israelites and publicly speak what he had consumed. Now these are the Israelites who were taken captive by the Chaldeans. These Israelites are in rebellion. That's why the Lord allowed them to be taken captive. So these are people who did not want to stop worshiping idols. And these captives were probably continuing to worship idols. The Lord says, consume these words that I'm giving you, and then you'll be able to speak them. So in order for us to teach people the gospel and evangelize and teach people about repentance, we have to first consume the word of God ourselves. That means we have to be reading it. Otherwise, we're going to end up preaching spiritism or something else that isn't the gospel. 2. And I open my mouth, and he causeth me to eat this roll. The Lord gave Ezekiel the strength to stand up and face him, and then he gave Ezekiel the strength and the power to consume the Lord's words. 3. And he saith unto me, Son of man, thy belly thou dost feed, and thy bowels thou dost fill with this roll that I am giving unto thee. And I eat it, and it is in my mouth as honey for sweetness. The Lord says, You are going to be full of my word. If we want to teach it and preach it, we need to be full of his word, not just have a couple of choice Bible verses that we build all of our religion off of, or just be hearing what somebody else said about a few Bible verses. We need to read it for ourselves. Ezekiel says when he first tasted it, it was sweet in his mouth. 4. And he saith unto me, Son of man, go, enter in unto the house of Israel, and thou hast spoken with my words unto them. The Lord is commanding him again to speak his words. Why did God pick Ezekiel to be a prophet? And the answer is abundantly obvious by reading the rest of the Bible. The only people that are picked to be prophets are men who are walking in righteousness and holiness and fear of the Lord. It's men who pray and obey the Lord's commandments. In other words, it's men who are his friends. 5. For not unto a people deep of lip and heavy of tongue art thou sent unto the house of Israel. 6. Not unto many peoples deep of lip and heavy of tongue, whose words thou dost not understand. If I had not sent thee unto them, they, they do hearken unto thee. The Lord says, I'm not sending you to a foreign nation that has big lips and speaks a language that you don't understand. I'm sending you to your own people. But if I had sent you to a foreign nation, they would listen to you. But your own people are not going to listen to you. You see, it's the religious people. It's the people who put their faith in their religion who are the most difficult to preach the gospel to. They're already convinced that they're saved, and they don't want to hear the true gospel. They cling to their religion. It's a crutch for them because it allows them to sin and still believe that they're saved. These Israelites believed 
that they had automatic salvation because they were born Israelites, just as many people today believe that they're automatically saved because they go to church. And that religious stronghold actually prevents them from repenting of their sins. And the Lord said, if I had you go speak to a foreign nation that wasn't religious about its relationship with me, they would listen to you. 7. But the house of Israel are not willing to hearken unto me, for they are not willing to hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are brazen-faced and strong-hearted. The Lord is saying that they're arrogant and they're stubborn in their sin, which is how religious people get because they believe, I said that salvation prayer, I got baptized in that church, my father was a pastor, therefore you can't tell me that I must repent. 8. Lo, I have made thy face strong against their face, and thy forehead strong against their forehead. 9. As an adamant harder than a rock, I have made thy forehead. Thou dost not fear them, nor art thou affrighted before them, for a rebellious house they are. The Lord is giving Ezekiel a spirit of boldness, so that Ezekiel will continue speaking the truth no matter how much the people try to intimidate him and harass him and shut him down. And the Lord says, I'm going to make your forehead like rock. And when they try to butt heads with you, it's going to be painful for them because your forehead is going to be rock. 10. And he saith unto me, Son of man, all my words that I speak unto thee, receive with thy heart and with thine ears. The Lord says, Listen, and believe everything that I am telling you. A prophet must believe what he preaches and says. So first, Ezekiel has to receive the word of God and consume it and be full of it, and he also has to believe it before he can speak it. There's a lot of people who call themselves prophets today, but they don't read the word of God, and they don't believe the word of God, and yet they're out there asking for money and telling you, fairy tales and fortunes. Prophesying isn't fortune telling, it's telling the people to repent. That's the heart of prophecy. But these people who want your money on the internet, they're fortune tellers. 11. And go, enter in unto the removed, unto the sons of thy people, and thou hast spoken unto them, and hast said unto them, Thus said the Lord Jehovah, whether they hear or whether they forbear. The Lord keeps repeating his instruction because God is a teacher and teachers always repeat themselves so that we won't forget. For the third time in the last couple of chapters, the Lord has told Ezekiel, no matter how stubborn they are, you have to preach the truth and they are going to know that you are a true prophet. 12. And lift me up, doth the Spirit, and I hear behind me a voice, a great rushing. Blessed is the honor of Jehovah from his place. The cherubim are worshiping the Lord as Ezekiel is being lifted up off of the ground by the power of the Lord. The Lord is drawing Ezekiel closer to him. 13. Even a noise of the wings of the living creatures touching one another, and a noise of the wheels over against them, even a noise of great rushing. Remember when the angel's wings move, there is a rushing sound like water or an army, 
and the wheels also make a big sound when they move. All eight of these living creatures are now lifting the Lord's throne and moving it, and the Lord himself is also lifting Ezekiel along with the throne as it raises up from the ground. When the wings of these cherubim are up, they're each touching each other on the tips of their wings. 14. And a spirit hath lifted me up, and doth take me away, and I go bitterly in the heat of my spirit, and the hand of Jehovah on me is strong. The prophet goes bitterly because he is going to suffer for telling people the truth, and more importantly, those who don't listen to him are going to suffer eternal damnation because they will refuse to repent. So a prophet's calling is a calling of bitterness and suffering, just as Jesus had to suffer bitterly. And that's why Jesus was given myrrh when he was a baby by the wise men. Myrrh represents suffering. And in the Bible, bitterness means suffering. 15. And I come in unto the removed at Tel Ahib, who are dwelling at the river Chabar, and where they are dwelling I also dwell seven days, causing astonishment in their midst. The Spirit of God translated Ezekiel to a different location, the city of Tel Ahib, and that is where some of these refugees are dwelling in the land of what we call Syria today. They were surprised because he came by the Spirit of God. He was translated. Translation is not the same thing as the New Age practice of astral projection. Astral projection is a witchcraft practice, and it's done by New Age people and witches. It's where you decide that you are going to leave your body, and Satan gives you power to leave your body and do wicked things to serve him. And all of Satan's power is temporary. It's only given to him by God for a certain amount of time until Satan is destroyed. But with translation, which is what happened to Ezekiel and Elijah, that is when God moves your body to a different location. But it isn't by your own will. You don't get to decide. And the Lord rarely ever does this. We'll see it also happens in the New Testament with Philip. The Lord translated Philip. But this is very rare in the Bible. And it's when God wants to move somebody to a different place immediately so that they can evangelize in that other place. In Elijah's case, it was because the Lord wanted him in heaven immediately. He didn't want Elijah to die. But astral projection is when, by our own sinful will, we decide that we're going to go traveling for satanic purposes. Ezekiel did not astral project. And also, when the Lord raised him, he didn't levitate. Levitation is another practice of witchcraft, and it's when the witch decides by their own will that they want to raise up to do a magic trick or whatever it is for their own selfish purposes. What happened to Ezekiel was not levitation because Ezekiel didn't choose it and he wasn't given power by Satan to do it. The Lord did it. The Lord chose it and it was all by the Lord's power. Ezekiel dwelt with the people for seven days. 
First he appeared because he was translated to them, and then he was quiet for seven days. In the Bible, seven days is a period of mourning. So he's mourning for their death before it occurs. This is a sign to them that they are going to die if they don't obey the Lord's commandments and repent of their sins. 16. And it cometh to pass at the end of seven days. 17. That there is a word of Jehovah unto me, saying, Son of man, a watchman, I have given thee to the house of Israel, and thou hast heard from my mouth a word, and hast warned them from me. So at the end of seven days the Lord told Ezekiel to speak. And Ezekiel obeyed him. He didn't do his own thing and get nervous and anxious and decide to speak on the first day. He remained silent until the Lord commanded him to speak. You and I need to do what the Lord tells us to do when he tells us to do it, not make up our own plan for ourselves. 18. In my saying to the wicked, thou dost surely die, and thou hast not warned him, nor hast spoken to warn the wicked from his wicked way, so that he dost live, he the wicked, in his iniquity dieth, and his blood from thy hand I require. The Lord tells Ezekiel, If you don't say what I tell you to say to these people, and they die in their sin, they'll be responsible for their own death but I'm going to hold you guilty as well, because you never told them to repent. 19. And thou, because thou hast warned the wicked, and he hath not turned back from his wickedness, and from his wicked way, he in his iniquity dieth, and thou thy soul hast delivered. But the Lord says, If you do tell them to repent, and they still don't listen to you, then they also will be responsible for their own soul going to hell, but you will not be held responsible. You will not be condemned because you did what I said. Even though Ezekiel is God's friend, God is saying, don't stop being my friend now. You have to continue obeying me. And if you don't continue obeying me, you will be condemned just like these people. Now the Lord knows that Ezekiel is going to be tempted to shut down and close his mouth because of the intimidation of the people around him. And that's why the Lord is warning Ezekiel in advance, don't shut down, don't be intimidated, or I will condemn you as well. 20. And in the turning back of the righteous from his righteousness, and he hath done perversity, and I have put a stumbling block before him, he dieth, because thou hast not warned him, in his sin he dieth, and not remembered is his righteousness that he hath done, and his blood from thy hand I require. The Lord tells Ezekiel, If one of these men is actually righteous, but then turns back to sin, and you didn't warn him, then he will perish, he will go into everlasting judgment, but you also will perish because you didn't warn him to repent of his sin. 21. And thou, because thou hast warned him, the righteous, that the righteous sin not, and he hath not sinned, he surely liveth, because he hath been warned, and thou thy soul hast delivered. The Lord says, If a righteous person is prevented from sinning because you told him not to sin, then he will be saved, and so will you, because you told him not to sin. Some righteous people in the crowd 
would still be tempted to sin because of what the other unrighteous people around them are doing. So the Lord says that Ezekiel has to prophesy to both the righteous and the unrighteous, otherwise Ezekiel will lose his own salvation. And yes, this is another one of the many hundreds of times in the Bible where we see proof and evidence that you can lose your salvation if you don't continue to follow the Lord. We're also going to see lots of examples in the New Testament that it is possible to lose your salvation. 22. And there is on me there a hand of Jehovah, and he saith to me, Rise, go forth to the valley, and there I do speak with thee. Now the Lord is telling Ezekiel, I want to talk to you in the valley, so go to the valley. Just as with Jeremiah, the Lord is giving Ezekiel a lot of mentoring and preparation before Ezekiel speaks. He did the same thing with Jeremiah. He had his hand on Jeremiah, and he was teaching Jeremiah before he sent Jeremiah out to speak his word. And he also gave both Jeremiah and Ezekiel power to speak his word. 23. And I rise and go forth unto the valley, and lo, there the honor of Jehovah is standing as the honor that I had seen by the river Chabar, and I fall on my face. When he goes to the valley, he again sees this portable throne of God with the cherubim, and he falls on his face again because the Lord is so holy, and he couldn't stand in front of the Lord's holiness. 24. And come into me doth a spirit, and causeth me to stand on my feet, and he speaketh with me, and saith unto me, Go in, be shut up in the midst of thy house. The Lord gives a spirit to Ezekiel and tells him to go home and stay at home. 25. And thou, son of man, lo, they have put on thee thick bands, and have bound thee with them, and thou goest not forth in their midst. The Lord says they're going to come and they're going to put kind of like handcuffs on Ezekiel and put Ezekiel on house arrest. 26. And thy tongue I caused to cleave unto thy palate, and thou hast been dumb, and art not to them for a reprover, for a rebellious house are they. The Lord says when they come to arrest you, you won't be able to talk. You're not going to rebuke them, because they're so rebellious that I'm not going to allow them to be rebuked in that instance. They will be in such a evil state that they won't deserve a rebuke. You know, the Lord rebukes those whom he loves. He disciplines those whom he loves, just as any loving father would. But in that instance, when they come to arrest Ezekiel, God is going to be so angry with them that he's not going to grace them with a rebuke. And that's why Ezekiel won't be able to speak. 27. And in my speaking with thee, I do open thy mouth, and thou hast said unto them, Thus said the Lord Jehovah, The hearer doth hear, and the forbearer doth forbear, for a rebellious house are they. To forbear is to put up with something, or to withstand something. The Lord is saying, Those who hear will hear, and listen to my words. You'll be quiet at first, 
I won't allow you to speak. But when I do allow you to speak, some people will listen and some people won't listen. Earlier in the chapter, when Ezekiel ate the word of God, it tasted sweet in his mouth. But then when he was sent out to preach the word of God and tell people to repent, he felt bitterness within himself. And this shows us that the word of God is sweet to those who want to obey because it gives us life and hope and joy. But when we teach it to other people who don't want to hear it, then those people will feel the bitterness of their sins and we will feel the bitterness of grief for their souls. A prophet loves the word of God, but experiences bitterness when they are preaching the word of God. And that concludes Ezekiel chapter 3.